everybody, and welcome back to A Letter to the Theater, episode two. I hope you are having a wonderful day, a wonderful week, and if you haven't yet already, I hope you're finding the time to put things into your schedule that you love and you enjoy doing. And if one of those things is theater or talking about theater, you are in the right place. If we haven't virtually met each other before, hi, my name is Zoe. Uh, The internet knows me more commonly as basically underscore Broadway on Instagram, and I have been doing part-time work as a theater influencer and content creator for about five years now. Five years, I want to say. And I am currently in school for theater arts management. I am very much a theater fan. Today, we're going to be talking about a moment that many theater fans have an interesting story to tell when asked about. We are going to be talking about what it means to catch the theater bug. And if you haven't heard this fun little phrase before, a lot of people in the theater community use it to describe that moment, that like pinpoint moment where they had an experience with theater and it made them realize like, oh, this is what I want to do, or this is what I want to explore, or this is what I want to see more of, that kind of thing. I think it's really interesting that like this specific moment and like catching the theater bug, it can happen at any point in a person's life. Like, you know, some people get into theater so early on and they like do it as they're growing up and it just sticks with them. But there are other people who start later in life and it becomes their calling and they start a career in it. Like it can really happen to anyone at any time, which I think is really neat. And a lot of people in this art often say that there is like a specific moment or a specific show where they just realize that this was the thing for them. I have a story and I have a very specific, very oddly specific moment that I realized that I really enjoyed theater. Although at the time I couldn't really interpret what this moment meant to me. But when I look back at like my childhood and just like the type of person I was growing up, I feel like it's very evident that the theater was, like, the place I was supposed to be in. Like, when I think back to my childhood, like, some of the things I mainly think about are that, one, I was a very sensitive kid. And, like, I still consider myself, I guess, like, kind of a sensitive person. And, you know, so often in our society, we really put that down. We're like, oh, you're being too sensitive. You shouldn't cry about stuff. But sensitivity, I personally see it as an asset. I think it just helps us understand people better. It helps us empathize. But it's so often looked down upon. And in the theater, sensitivity and feeling is like your greatest asset as an artist, no matter where you work in the theater. But I was just like, I was a sensitive kid. Like, I was the type who would really cry at movies because I would just either feel and resonate so deeply with the characters or the plot. I would just feel everything very deeply. I was also one of those kids who would just, like, think very deeply about things that, like, I probably didn't, I, no, I definitely did not need to dwell on at the time. Just, like, big worldly ideas, big whys, big questions. I was just always, like, thinking and feeling about the existential question of, like, why are we here and what are we doing? So that, I would say, was me as a kid. Like, just very sensitive, very feeling And I also did love to perform. I remember my sister and I growing up, we'd always like, we'd be in our front yard and we'd always like stage these like plays for our parents of like popular fairy tales. Like I remember we'd commonly do Little Red Riding Hood and we'd alternate between being the wolf or being Little Red. And we'd always like perform for our parents in our yard. We just, we both really liked performing and, you know, being in the spotlight. We just enjoyed it. 
so that was all that was before I actually like did any theater and actually delved into it which that comes around I think I was like six seven or eight I want to say um my mom she started signing me up for these like summer theater camps which I know a lot of you, if you if you did theater growing up, you're probably familiar with, like those camps where you'd go in for like a week or two, you'd like learn some music, you'd learn a dance, and you'd like do like a little showcase at the end, and you'd get some exposure to musicals, and you'd meet people. Like it's a great activity for kids, to just branch out, and meet people, and explore a new art form. But I remember during the one theater camp, we sang this song as like the finale of our showcase, and. I remember, like, singing the song, which the song was, I had no idea this is what it was from, but it was actually from Sesame Street, and it's called Just One Person. For the longest time, I thought it was from You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. Please don't ask me why, I'm really not sure. This song, we, like, did for the finale, and we all, like, held hands on stage. It felt very much like a community, like a family. And the song itself is very sweet. I'm actually going to read some lyrics from it because I think you'll understand why I was so moved by this song from Sesame Street. Like, I mean, listen to this. These are the lyrics. If just one person believes in you, deep enough and strong enough, believes in you, hard enough and long enough, before you knew it, someone else will think, if he can do it, I can do it too such sweet and moving lyrics well anyways I remember after this number during the summer camp performance I felt like crying like not not in a bad way not in like a sensitive kid as I was way in a very moved happy tears kind of way and I remember I told my mom I was like I don't know why I just want to cry after doing that And like now looking back on it, it's probably because I was just like really feeling the music. I was feeling the familial part of performing and the way we all came together as a community. And I remember like thinking like I didn't know what that feeling really was or that it was necessarily like theater. But I knew that I really liked it. And I really liked the fact that I could feel so moved by something and that I knew other people were feeling it too. So I would say that was the moment for me that scratched the surface. I wouldn't necessarily say that was the moment where I caught the theater bug, but I think that was laying a foundation for what I would later realize was what I really liked about theater. And it was in, and I think like then probably a few years after that when I was like nine or 10, that's when I started like acting classes and I started performing more and just getting into it, that's when I stopped dancing and moved over to acting. And I really did. I felt like I had finally found, like, a shoe that fit. You know, like, I growing up, I tried so many activities, so many sports, trying to find that one thing that, like, really stuck, that really felt like a passion. And I remember, like, trying acting in theater, and I was finally like, this is it. Like, this is the thing I've always wanted, like, something I feel so passionately about. I don't think it can get better than this. So that, for me, was probably as I started to catch the theater bug. But I have to say, and I have to note, that I think later getting into Broadway was when I really caught this bug. So my first Broadway venture, I want to say, was when I was 11. I saw Mamma Mia on Broadway, which at the time, I had known like some of Ava's songs. I don't think I'd ever even watched Mamma Mia. I didn't really know the plot. 
I had just gone to see the show with my family and some family friends. It's just like, you know, just like, oh, we're going to go see a show. We'll see this one. We already know the music, that kind of thing. I don't really remember like how excited I was. I don't think I thought it was going to be something that was going to be really groundbreaking for me, which clearly I thought wrong. But so we saw Mamma Mia and I remember I liked it. I, I don't think I was entirely like captivated like afterwards like I need to see more of these I think I was just kind of like that was really cool I really enjoyed that this is a really neat thing and I knew after that that I wanted to see more Broadway because this just felt like you know like dipping your toes in seeing what it was like the real game-changing moment for me in discovering my passion for theater surprisingly came from a pro shot that was that used to be on Netflix. You probably know where I'm going with this, but is it is an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical. It was the Phantom of the Opera. If you're familiar with me, you probably know this is not surprising because everyone on the internet knows that I love Phantom of the Opera. God, it's always been one of my favorites. I I'm ecstatic about it. I still am. Well, anyways, the first thing that, like, musical I watched at home as a kid was The Phantom of the Opera, the 25th anniversary at the Royal Albert Hall, starring Sierra Boggess and Ramin Karimloo. I really remember the first time I watched it, because I remember my parents put it on, because they were just looking through Netflix, and they were like, oh, The Phantom of the Opera. Well, that's a popular Broadway show. We should probably watch that one because we saw Mamma Mia. We had known nothing about Phantom prior to that. We just knew it was an Andrew Lloyd Webber show with acclaimed music, and we knew so many people were fans of the plot. So we watched Phantom. And honestly, I don't think I was like as enthralled like the first time I watched it. I think because I was like young. I was like, yeah, I was like an 11, probably in like fifth grade. I don't think it really like stuck with me the first time, probably because I was so focused on trying to follow the plot and trying to make sense of it. But I remember after watching it for the first time, like a few nights later, I asked my parents, like, oh, can we can we watch it again? Like, I just, I want to see it again, you know, because I think I'll understand it better. And so we watched it again. And from there, I think that's where I can say I started to get a little hooked. I mean, I was just so into it. I immediately, I you know, I latched on to the character of Christine Daae, as so many young girls do when they see Phantom, because I was like, oh, she has brown hair like me, and she sings, and I like to sing, and we're both sopranos, and, you know, from there, I would, like, start singing her songs in the shower. I, you know, if no one was home, I'd do that theater kid thing and, you know, perform in my living room and pretend to be Christine. So that was definitely one aspect of loving Phantom. Another was just, I was just so obsessed with the score. I mean, you know, from the moment that overture plays, it is just so powerful. And it just really delivers such a magical and fantastical experience. I love how theatrical the show is. You know, I love how there's this underlying sense of mystery throughout the entire thing. I love how dramatic it gets. I love how it's a tragedy, but in that epic kind of way. I still, like, as I'm talking about it, I still think it is just such a brilliant piece of work, and I don't think many other things will top it for me, because I just have such a love for it. 
And that production at the Royal Albert Hall, can I just say, I think that that is an absolutely stellar production. I mean, every single person involved with it, you can look at any performance in that show and you can analyze what they are doing with the character. I think they all just do amazing things with the roles. They really do. And I think watching that pro shot, it's such great quality and getting to see all their mannerisms and small things they do. It is just such a viewing experience. I just, I love that pro shot. And from there, from loving Phantom, you know, that really became a part of my life as a kid going into middle school. And that's, that's when I started the Broadway account. It was very different back then. It was a Phantom of the Opera fan page before it became basically underscore Broadway. But I started it as that. And I just like posted stuff about Phantom and like I talked to other Phantom fans and I, you know, I was so enthralled by it and so excited by it. Yeah, no, my love for a lot of things with theater, it really stemmed from Phantom of the Opera. And with its recent closure, I think I can just never thank that show enough for that. And I know it's like that for so many other fans. I really do. I could probably do a whole episode on Phantom if I wanted to. It is not in my script, but I just adore that show so much. And I think if I really wrote something about the underlying symbolisms and some of the moments that I find really interesting, I think we could have a good episode. So that that might be something for the future, but not not in this current series. But then as I started the Phantom fan page, that was when I met new people who introduced me to new shows. And I, you know, I jumped on the bandwagons of some of the big hits like Hamilton. And I was a Heathers fan, too. I was a big Heathers fan for a hot minute. I I remember it was one summer and my sister and I would literally watch, quote, slime tutorials after we got home from the beach. And we just both were so in love with the show and the music. I would say it was from there then. I think finding a community on social media, learning about new shows, just really delving into everything I could with theater, and then later starting to read plays and talk to people at plays and just doing more shows, talking to more people. I think that's when it really started to become just something that was so attached to me. I just finally like felt like I found something that I really loved and that it just fit me as a person, you know? It was like putting on a glove. It was like finally finding something that felt like home and that felt like something I could depend on and like something that could always bring me freedom and happiness and joy. And I think it was great for me for someone who considers themselves to be a sensitive person that I had this emotional outlet that I could, you know, feel for characters. And I think it helped me better understand my emotions and my sensitivity and how I empathized with people. And that's what I really like about theater too. Just the feeling aspect of it. The way you can all be in one space and you can all feel something together. That is so amazing and so human. I feel like it's so special as an art form because it really brings us together in a way that is so human. And, you know, it really emphasizes the human connection. It's a beautiful thing. I mean, it's a beautiful art form, and it brings joy to so many people. And I love that. In masses, it brings so much joy and love and hope. And it teaches us lessons and tells us stories. It is something so imaginative. And I love when people say it's childlike and that you should think of it as just playing because it really is bringing out our inner child and having us imagine and create. And that's just a wonderful thing that we should not try to lose.
So all of that between feeling for a Sesame Street song at a summer camp and watching Phantom of the Opera, the 25th anniversary at the Royal Albert Hall, that is how I really caught the theater bug and just really found that I loved it and that it was my place. I'm sure if you think about it right now and you think back, that you can think of the moment that you just found yourself in the theater, that you felt like this, this is something I really like, this is something I want to keep doing. I'm sure you can think of that moment, and I'm sure it's an incredibly special moment to you. And I hope if you ever feel the burnout, if you ever feel the wear, if you ever feel tired, I hope you think back to that moment and you remember like this, this is why I love this. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you can think of your theater bug moments. They can bring you a lot of joy, I, I have found. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll see you on episode three. See ya!